This podcast is part of the Acast Creator Network. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hello and welcome to The Stand with Eamon Dunphy. Now, on Sunday, the elections for the National Assembly, and that is the French Parliament, took place. And as we know, last month, President Macron had an emphatic victory in the presidential election when he won, I think, 58% of the vote against Marine Le Pen. And really, the theme of his appeal in the presidential election was anybody but Le Pen. And on Sunday, there was no such appeal. He didn't, for example, make that case. Uh, the result of the French parliamentary elections were shocking uh, for many people. They're certainly damaging for Emmanuel Macron and will mean that his five-year term will be extremely difficult to tell us what happened, we're joined now from Paris by Lara Marlowe, Paris correspondent for the Irish Times and a wonderful journalist for many, many years. Lara, you've seen a lot in your career as a journalist. This really destruction of Mac Macron <laughs> and his presidency is that may be overstating it slightly, but he is severely limited uh, yes. with the National, National Assembly composed of Jean-Luc Mélenchon, and of course Marine Le Pen. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, Mélenchon actually was not a candidate. He's 70 years old, and he says he wants to retire, um, although he will continue to have great influence. He has uh, the second largest bloc in the parliament after Macron. He has uh, 142 deputies in a coalition called NUPES, uh, yes. which stands for the New Popular Union of Ecologists and Socialists. And uh, the largest group in, in NUPES is, is Mac Mélenchon's own party, um, France and Bad. But um, as you say, Macron um, wasn't prepared for this. Uh, he, having um, tried to seduce Mélenchon's voters during the presidential election and, and really appealing to the far left, he suddenly, when he realized that Mélenchon's party was going to do very, very well in the legislative elections, he turned against them and he, he started equating them with Marine Le Pen and saying that the extremists on both sides were, were more or less equal um, and that they were, they were a menace, that France would face disorder. And the argument uh, is always re um, summarized in France as, c'est moi ou le chaos, me or chaos. Yes. Uh, and and his, it, it didn't work this time. It just, it just didn't, didn't wash. And um, the pub, French public are just kind of tired of Macron. Now, this could just be um, 
fatigue after five years, uh, but his reputation for arrogance, uh, the fact that he's never really learned to create consensus, to negotiate, uh, to listen to people. He, he wants to rule from on high, and people were just fed up with it. And a lot of, I, I talked to several voters yesterday who said, they still voted for his party because they thought it was the least bad party, but they couldn't sort of contain their pleasure or their satisfaction at seeing Macron humbled a little bit. They wanted to see him knock down a peg. And today, um, he is at the Elysee. He's receiving all of the, the parties that, that won, you know, big groups in the National Assembly. He's receiving, um, Marine Le Pen and he's already seen the Les Républicains, the Conservatives this morning. And he's trying to find a strategy. He's trying to find a way to save his presidency. The Prime Minister, Elysee, Elizabeth Bourne actually offered her resignation this morning, and Macron refused her resignation. So we don't know, is she, is she on a, an, eject, an ejectable seat, as the French say? Will she be thrown out once he finds somebody better? Uh, my hunch, and I haven't heard anyone say this, but the only salvation I can see for Macron is, he for, is, is if he forms some kind of coalition, uh, a partnership, whatever you want to call it, with Les Républicains. Yes, that's the old uh, gaullist party, which exactly. extraordinarily um, is so diminished. Um, yes. Uh, yes, I think sixty-one. They lost more than half of their seats. They've got they've got sixty-four in the new assembly, and they had a, I think it was one hundred and thirty in the previous one. So they lost more than half of their seats. I mean, their their presidential candidate uh, had had performed very poorly in April as well. But it's just it's just shocking to see the party of of De Gaulle and Pompidou and and Jacques Chirac yes. and Nicolas Sarkozy just reduced to a former shadow of itself. And now they're all saying, uh, quite a few of them have been interviewed, all the sort of leading characters in the party, and they're all saying. No, no deal with Macron. They don't because they know that it, that Macron has this habit of just kind of sucking the lifeblood out of other political parties, and and he just subsumes everyone into his group, and then that's the end of them. And they 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 feel that they're fighting for their survival as a party. Um, but at the same time, I think that if Macron offered them something really good, for example, the prime minister's job, and not a prime minister who would have to change his party, um, he's already had two prime ministers from Les Républicains, both uh, um, Edouard Philippe, who was his first prime minister, and Jean Castex, his second prime minister, came from Les Républicains. So it's an obvious place for him to look. And if he said, okay, you you can have the prime minister's job and the prime minister can remain a républicain. He doesn't have to change parties like yes. the last two did. That's the only thing I can imagine that would really, really tempt them. Uh, and then they could say, we are, we are in power. We're, we're, we're running the government. Um, but I, I think they're probably not going to settle for less. And Macron is really, really scrambling. I mean, he's, what is he going to do? He's got the far left on the far right on either side of him. He's, he's caught in this sort of vice between them. Uh, they're, they're already fighting each other, by the way. Um, <laughs> Nupes, uh, Mélenchon's group, uh, and Marine Le Pen both want the chairmanship of the finance commission in the National Assembly, and they're fighting over it. It has to go to an opposition leader. Uh, I think Marine Le Pen 
Kren probably has a stronger position yes. in that she is in the National Assembly. She has a seat in Parliament, unlike Mélenchon, who, who chose not to stand. And her group is has 89 seats, whereas Mélenchon's um, his NUPES coalition has actually is actually breaking up already into Greens, Communists, Socialists, and, and so on. And she's saying, well, I have more people in my party than Mélenchon has in his, so I deserve the, the, the commission. Yes, and that is a dramatic elevation for her. Absolutely. Um, and her party, which has traditionally, I think, not done so well in elections to the National Assembly. There's... A, an interesting story you tell uh, of what you describe as the most symbolic victory. It's a lovely story and a very telling one mm -hmm. um, of the uh, weekend election. Uh, and that is a candidate, Rachel Keke, a 40, a 48-year-old hotel maid and mm -hmm. nat a naturalized French citizen. She comes from the Ivory Coast and she gained notoriety for having led a 22-month strike by chambermaids at a hotel chain called Acor. And mm -hmm. in an interview uh, which she gave, she apologized firstly for her poor French, and she promised to talk to the cleaning ladies at the National Assembly about their working <laughs> conditions. But there's something touching about that story, and I wonder... Is there something much more profound also? Um, yes. I mean, it's, I, I, she said she dedicated her victory, uh, to all the sort of people who are considered second class citizens. Um, yes. she talked about cleaning ladies, uh, security guards, uh, health care workers, you know, care, caregivers. Um, she said all of the forgotten, workers, you know, who are, who are ill-paid and looked down on. Um, she said uh, in, in her acceptance speech, she said, the National Assembly is ours. It's not just for the rich. Yes. Uh, and so there is a sort of social revenge to this election. Um, it, 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 it's quite amazing when you hear this woman because she, she has a very heavy accent. Um, her French is very grammatically incorrect. And she just says, it's not because I, I don't master, I don't speak French well. I don't know the grammar that I'm not intelligent. You know, one, one of her fellow cleaning ladies who was, was the press got to said, um, it's not because we wash caca, um, <laughs> that we, that we have nothing in our brains, you know. Yes. Um, Let me ask you about Macron. He was a globalist. He had neoliberal ideas or relative in, mm -hmm. certainly in French terms. He wanted to uh, increase the retirement age and alter the pension system, which is core uh, to anyone who knows France. It's a, a core value that doesn't really chime at all with globalization, does it? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And he, he tried to introduce that. He failed, really, in, in that endeavor. Is it a rejection of uh, that sort of what we might call the Clintons and the Blairites this idea of triangulation that you can have a kind of, uh, you can please the left and you can please the right and no harm is done to anyone. Absolutely. I mean, and that was Macron's slogan uh, five years ago, en même temps, at the same time, at the same time left, at the same time yes. right. 
And and the French don't like that at all. I think, you know, he he said that the left-right polarization was finished. It had no meaning anymore. Um, And I don't think the the, the French don't like that. And both Marine Le Pen and uh, Jean-Luc Mélenchon, you know, have have said over and over and over, look what globalization has done to us. You know, it's it's sent our industry abroad. It's brought our salaries down. It's impoverished our people. Um, We want protection. Yes, and, and it's and interesting, Macron. sorry, it's mm-hmm. interesting, sorry to interrupt you, Lara, but I just want to put this point to you. The consequences and the legacies of the, the Clintons is Trump. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Blairites was Corbyn, who was a disaster for the left, but also the Tories who've been in power now and have this delinquent prime minister, Boris Johnson, the legacy that these triangulists left and maybe Macron will leave is very troubling in many ways. Yes. Um, the, 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 the Mélenchon, I think, calls it social carnage. Yes. Uh, or no, breakage. Uh, yeah, the, the, la casse sociale, it's, it's social breakage. Um, yes. Yes, it's it's not an enviable legacy. Although Macron has has uh, put, as the French say, put water in his wine. I mean, he's really diluted his his adherence to that kind of ideology. He doesn't he doesn't really. Although he still loves business people, he still has a weak spot for them, and and you know major corporations, and he still receives them in uh, um, in, in style and so on. But he he talks he's talked a lot more about social protection, especially during the pandemic. Um, he said, we will spend whatever it costs, you know, to limit the damage to French society. And it's true, they paid uh, furlough for millions of workers and gave, um, you know, they, they, they saved the French economy from crashing, but the yes. result is there's an enormous debt now. And that's why, you know, he wants to reduce the, or the, the I mean, the pay- payments, all kinds of welfare payments, but also live, raise the retirement age because France is, is basically broke. Um, but people, the problem is people don't really know where he stands on anything. Uh, He doesn't have a very, even on Ukraine, I mean, it's true of of foreign policy as well as domestic policy. You know, it's it's always en même temps at the same time. The the only thing I'd say where he's really excelled and where he is clear and and the Le Peniste and the Mélenchonistes would fearingly disagree with him on this is European integration, the European Union. That's the one question on which he's been consistently clear. But for a lot of French people, the EU also equates with globalization and liberal economics. Yes. Uh, and, and this dispute has been going on for, for decades, but, um, that doesn't, it doesn't serve Macron well. And I, I don't, I don't, think that you can really turn the clock back and say, well, we, we, we're ending globalization now, that even even Le Pen and, and Mélenchon have had to to say, well, we won't pull out of the EU right away, and you know, they ha- they ha- you have to accept a measure of interaction with the rest of the world, otherwise you become Albania or North Korea. Yes, uh, in your piece this morning in the Irish Times, um, Lara, you make a very interesting point about Le Pen. Uh, you say that Marine Le Pen can legitimately claim to represent the leading opposition party. She got more votes, the 89 f- seats. She got 11 the last time these elections were held. 
No, um, actually, it was it was eight the last time. She's got eleven times more seats oh, in the new parliament. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's easy to one gets yeah. mixed up with all these figures, but it's it's enormous. Eleven times the number of seats, and no wonder on on Sunday night, you know, I was I was looking at all these results and so on. And Marine Le Pen comes on the television to make her her speech, and she I have never seen her look so happy. Yes. She was bubbling over. She was radiant. She was just and and I didn't. It hadn't really sunk in yet. Um, the earliest estimates actually were she had fewer seats. I think that they, they, initially they said she had something like sixty and so on. And it wasn't really clear to me why she was so euphoric. And and then it kind of sank in. And it was the same with French media. It was like the following morning, uh, Monday morning, people said, "Oh." Oh my God! You know the 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 RN, the Rassemblement National, the far the extreme right. You know this is this is what a breakthrough for them. Yes, and they have more seats than the France Unbowed, which is the left mm-hmm. uh, party, uh, Malachon's uh, party, which got seventy five seats. They have eighty nine. Does this give Marine Le Pen a stronger base? Uh, from which to launch a presidential campaign in five years' time? Yes, uh, one would think so. But the next five years are are very uncertain now. We have no idea what's going to happen. Uh, Will there just be utter chaos in France? Will the whole system break down? Or will, on the other hand, Macron make some kind of deal with with Les Républicains and and things will go more or less smoothly, although with a very noisy, boisterous, um, antagonistic and conflictual uh, National Assembly? We we just don't know. Um, I think that if she, I mean, she did stress in her speech on Sunday night that um, the Rassemblement National would be responsible, and she said that they would respect French institutions. And I, I wondered if what she meant was we are not going to go into the street and burn Macron in effigy. We're not, we're not going yes. to cause huge problems. We can't. I mean, obviously they can if they want to. But I think she was saying we're we're mainstream political now. We want to play the game. And she's actually been very, very astute. I mean, who would have, nobody could have foreseen this. And the, the, the choice that she made of, of shunning completely Eric Zemmour, you remember yes. this far right yes. polemicist who, who actually at one point was ahead of her in the polls, um, last summer, uh, for, yes. for the, the, the extreme right wing vote. And she wanted nothing whatsoever to do with him after the, the presidential election. He wanted to make an alliance with with the uh, I almost call it the National Front. These people change names so often. With the the um, National Rally or Rassemblement National, and she she wouldn't talk to him. And people wondered, you know, was this a big mistake? Because he had, um, I think, he had seven percent of the presidential vote, which is substantial, you know. And and she, she, it turned out, she made the right decision. And he's he's dead in the water politically at yes. the moment. So uh, maybe, I mean, she she has for her for Marine Le Pen. Um, to get 89 seats in the National Assembly. I mean, her father, the most they ever had before was 35, and that was yes. when Mitterrand tried out proportional representation. And she got 89 seats with the first, I won't go into the intricacies of the system, but the first past the post system until now prevented them from doing that. And the other thing which she has managed to engineer, or well, actually Macron basically did it, but there was until now what they call a Republican front, yes. which meant that if you and I don't want Marine Le Pen 
to be in the National Assembly, we agree to vote for each other's parties to keep the far right out of office. And that functioned until Sunday. And it's largely Macron's fault that it fell apart because the, the NUPES, the far left and Greens and so on, had advised all their voters to vote for Macron over Le Pen in the presidential yes. ele- uh, election. And he could have said, vote for NUPES instead of Le Pen. And, and I, it might have made a difference, but in any case, all semblance of this so-called Republican front just vanished on Sunday. That was the end of it. And that helped. That was a huge help to Le Pen. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Now, one fascinating uh, fact in your piece today uh, in the Irish Times, Lara, is that the Gaullists and the Socialists, between them, won no seat in Paris. Uh, that yeah. is quite extraordinary. This is the, the Socialist Party of uh, Mitterrand and the, the Gaullists, you know, and you, you read the, the distinguished list uh, of, uh, for, and it's not all that long in my lifetime, mm-hmm. uh, I'm afraid, when uh, Charles de Gaulle was the great national hero. How could it be that the party of Chirac and Mitterrand, say, got no seat in Paris? 
uh, well, it's stunning. Um, the, all of the parasites went to Macron's group, Ensemble, and Mélenchon's group, Nupes. And actually, most of the contest, um, the, the, or a small majority of the contest in the second round were between Macron and the Mélenchon people. The, 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 um, Marine Le Pen's people were much more out in the countryside and that they won. But in Paris, it was this confrontation between the centrist and the left and the far left. Uh, and I don't, I don't know what the answer regarding the socialism that I publicly can. I think they've just been very badly led parties. Yes. Both of them. Uh, they had poor candidates for the last two presidential elections. I mean, you probably remember Francois Fillon, who was yeah. the, the, in 2017. He, he's been sentenced to prison. He's yes. appealing, um, for, for, um, Stealing you know, financial. Pounds. <laughs> yeah, he was he was paying his wife and his kids from from the parliamentary budget, you know, and and as you say, millions of of euro. Um, so they've been very poorly led. Um, actually, Macron wanted to destroy those parties, which were the two main parties. You have to remember that until two thousand seventeen, yes, these parties alternated in power. You know, five years one, five years the other, and five and so on. And he has destroyed them. They're just, they're, I mean, they got a bit of a boost. Uh, the socialist, thanks to Mélenchon, because they joined his group, uh, maintained their representation at the same level in parliament. But, but they're, they're the second, you know, they're the, the fifth wheel on, on the carriage, if you like. They're, they're not major players anymore. We know that. And Paris, too, is so symbolic because remember, yes. de Gaulle liberated Paris in the Second World War. He made that wonderful speech in front of the Hotel de Ville of, about Paris libéré, you yes. know, which every school child knows. And, and Jacques Chirac was the mayor of Paris for, um, I think it was it was between ten and fifteen years for a very very long time. It was his city, yes. And and the socialists have had the last two mayors of Paris as well. So so not to win a single seat in Paris was, as you say, Eamon, very symbolic. Now Macron will retain, as indeed will President Biden in the United States, if they lose the House and the Senate in November, as most people expect. He will retain, the, the two of them, the presidents, the right to decide on foreign policy. And Europe, in the case of uh, Macron, is uh, Macron has shown um, radical sort of aspirations or hinted at them uh, in Europe. He wants Europe to be a federal Europe, I think. He wants it to have an army and the means to defend itself. Does all of that go, or is it likely that he will turn his back on uh, the National Assembly as a place where legislation is crafted and delivered and become a, a creature of Brussels' reform, European reform and try to... Will he be weakened, for example, in his uh, dealings with the Germans, uh, Olaf Scholz and his new government? Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think that the, the second alternative you, you mentioned that Macron really, uh, doubling down on foreign policy, yes. I think that's more likely. That's what Chirac did after the, the disastrous 2005 referendum on, on the, uh, European treaty. Uh, he just became a sort of super foreign minister. And I think that that's what, 
uh, Macron will do if he really can't govern. Um, the French say that, that that foreign policy is the preserve of the president, and Macron has, uh, in his last term, certainly totally overshadowed his foreign minister. Uh, and he he loves doing foreign policy. He loves striding the stage and going to summits and and shaking hands with Xi Jinping and Putin and and yes. Biden and and so on. And I think that he'll probably do more of that. I mean, he's never really engaged with the National Assembly. The the uh, by, under French law, actually, the president cannot address the National Assembly. There's separation of powers, and that has to be respected. Totally different from the U.S., of course, where the, the, the president makes a speech to Congress every year. Um, <clears throat> but he he did not really cultivate. He founded this party, La République en Marche, which he renamed Renaissance, and he he pulled a lot of people from both the socialist and La Républicain into that party. Yeah, it, it was... A bit like New Labour in Britain. Tony Blair pulled the same stroke. He and Clinton also, uh, they had this thing called triangulation, right. which is effectively what Macron has tried to do in France. Well, it, it seemed to work for a while. I mean, he, he did get a, an absolute majority in the last assembly, and almost all of them were sort of upper-middle-class types, you know, yep. tech people and, and all university graduates and so on. And, and they made a huge, um, it, you know, they, they basically took over the National Assembly. But he didn't cultivate them as a party he didn't talk to them. He didn't meet with them. He just yes. kind of, you know, he created this thing and then he just kind of abandoned it. And yes. um, there's a lot of resentment within his own party of the way that people have been treated. Um, so he's not, he's not good at domestic politics. He doesn't, I think it bores him. And I think that this is one of the reasons that he has come to grief. Uh, people think he all he cares about is Ukraine and Russia. He doesn't care about us. Yes. And that's very dangerous for a politician. Of course. And he also has ambitions to, uh, aspirations uh, to lead Europe and reshape Europe uh, as well mm -hmm. uh, through Brussels. Let me ask you, uh, Lara, finally about the powers that uh, the National Assembly has to uh, legislate, or to block any notions Macron might have. But as, uh, as you point out, he's restricted to foreign policy largely. Um, mm -hmm. Does this new sort of uh, assembly with Le Pen uh, and Mélenchon, in, not elected, but in the background, his people, his yeah. people mm -hmm. uh, do they have the power through this assembly to reform, reshape France as we've known it? Uh, yes and no. I think it's more a, a power to block things yes. because, you know, like to block pension reform and so on and so forth. I mean, one of the interesting things is is to what extent will NUPES and the Rassemblement National, the extreme left and the extreme right, to what extent can they agree on policies and actually, they, they do agree on quite a lot. They want 
they want to lower the retirement age. I think Nupes wants age 60 and Marina yes. Pen wants 60 <laughs> to 62. You know, they, they both want to, to increase purchasing power, increase taxes on the rich, lower retirement age. You know, so all of that, that sort of, um, left leaning social policy. In fact, a lot of people say Marine Le Pen is actually leftish in her social policy. Um, maybe they can push some of that through. Um, and, it's and the maybe, end of the globalized France, or at, at least it's a, a major setback, is it? Yes. Isn't it? For the idea that France can be a part of this globalization that, uh, frankly, unless, I mean, if we, if we were really optimistic, Eamon, we would think, well, maybe, maybe they will globalize the welfare state, maybe instead of, of, having this dog eat dog, um, the strongest wins and, and to hell with people's retirement and pensions and welfare payments and all that. Yeah. May, maybe the world will go back towards a sort of more Keynesian, yes. uh, trend and, and that might be a good thing. But the, the fact is, I mean, that, that would be good. But the problem is you have Marine Le Pen wanting to stop immigration totally. Yes. And, and, and fanning racism and xenophobia. Um, you have the new pass, you know, wanting to pull out of Europe and wanting to, to, um, renegotiate EU treaties and so on. So if it weren't for all that, I'd say, well, great, you know, <laughs> but, um, I, I think the European Union is a good thing. And, and I think that one should not mistreat, um, migrants, you know, so, uh, that's, that's the downside of it. Okay. Lara, it's a fascinating piece you wrote today. I strongly recommend it because France, um, and I just wonder if you confirm this, France is one of Europe's great countries and uh, yes. one of the world's <laughs> great countries and cultures. Um, Absolutely. And anything that threatens it, um, we should be worried about. So this may be... But it has a history, a very long history of discord and unrest yes. and rebellions and revolts and revolutions. Every every 30 or 40 years, basically, they have a revolt or revolution. So uh, you have to take that into account as well. Okay. Laura Marlowe in Paris, uh, Paris correspondent for the Irish Times. Really outstanding piece of work. Uh, you did yesterday, and it's very clear and very, very interesting. Thank you very much for joining us from Paris, Lara. We're grateful to Lara, to all of you for listening. That's all we have time for now. We'll talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.